This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Come on, that low register, you can get a little higher. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in, is what, in what he said. So they sent their, sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with the truth and show different, difference to no one. For you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this, and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's. And to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, when they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. To gospel of the Lord. Praise the Lord, the word of life. Okay, receive it, please. We're gonna try this again. My voice is in and out again. If I stop yelling, it would stay a little longer, probably. William and I went to the fair last night, so it was, it was real crowded. It was real crowded. You know, so that nighttime just seemed to be a lot more congested. And it's dark. <laughs> it's not a lot of light there. It's very dark. It's hard to get around. So a lot of little curbs to hit. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay. 
We did not. We, we, there was a line. You know, it's such a romantic thing to do in the dark, right? There's a line all the way around the park, just about. Plus, it's twenty bucks to ride it, a person. So you know. Mm -hmm. Say good afternoon to you. Cleveland Stroud had coached the blue collar Bulldogs for 18 years before his basketball team made it to the state championship. Stroud recalls that it was the perfect night when they won, the night you dream of. He was carried around the gym on the shoulders of his triumphant players and their proud parents. The local paper put his picture on the front page. The excitement was short lived. Two months after the championship, during a routine grade check, Stroud discovered that one player was academically ineligible. The player had only played 45 seconds during the regional qualifying uh, tournament. Stroud says, I thought it was all ruined. I went through a phase where I was really depressed. I struggled with what to do next. Yet his commitment to integrity led him to the right decision. Winning is the most important thing for any coach, he says. But your principles have to be higher than your goals. He reported the error to the league, and the Bulldogs forfeited their trophy. When the team lamented their loss and in the locker room, he told them, you've got to do what is honest, what is right, what the rules say. People forget the scores of basketball games, but they don't ever forget what you're made of. I wish all our coaches were as mindful of the lessons we are teaching our students in today's world. I wish all parents, teachers, politicians, and ministers were aware of the problems we reap. We don't stand for integrity when we sweep our sin under the rug and pretend that it never happened. It happens all too often that we are swayed to believe the world's view of things. Our integrity is not bulletproof in the world today. We find that our Savior Jesus Christ had unwavering integrity. It was beyond any gray living. Let's look at what the people of Jesus said about his life. Read with me in Matthew chapter 22, verse 15 and 16. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, We know that you are a man of integrity, that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others, because you pay no attention to who they are. Now, I want us to focus on that one reply. Teacher, we know you are a man of integrity, and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You are not swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. Christians, are we living a life that would cause someone to say that you are not swayed? That you are unquestionably a person of the utmost integrity? These are the enemies of Jesus saying these statements. How many of our friends, much less our enemies, would say we have integrity? Would they, would they uh, why would they say this about a man that they despise? Why does integrity mean in the life of what does integrity mean in the life of a Christian? It means that you are willing to stand in a minority when you are fighting for righteousness. It means that you are not going to give in to the worldly desires of the flesh. It also means that you are forgiving, a forgiving person, that you are not a gossip or greedy or overly critical of everyone who doesn't do it your way. Integrity means living a consistent life according to the truth of God. Two preachers who didn't get along very well 
met on the street. One of them said, I heard you speak the other night and recognized that sermon. You preached it 14 years ago. Somewhat chagrined, the other shot back, I heard you speak just three weeks ago, and I can't remember a word you said. I feel like losing time here. <laughs> our, lives should be, our lives should be like good sermons, conveying a message that leaves a lasting impression, one that motivates others to godly living. When we finish our course, what will folks recall about us? Will they say you were a person of integrity that lived in the truth of God and that you can't be swayed? Let's examine our integrity today and find out if we need to start repairing portions of our lives. If you need to examine your integrity, then start with the heart. From Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, the Lord says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is made up of only rules taught by men. When we are truly worshiping God, we are living the kind of life that he has laid out for us. Our hearts are clean, and they're filled with the truth of God, the love of God, and the knowledge of God. Our religion will, will not just be for the favor of men or for recognition, but to please our Lord. Many people are living lives that are good on the outside, but are filthy on the inside, and that is not true integrity. We have people who are coming to Christ with the idea that if I can just straighten up my outside or do more good deeds or know all the verses to all the hymns without looking in the book, or if I could just give the most money, then that will prove my integrity. No. The only way to prove your integrity is if your heart belongs to God. We can't clean up the outside unless we have already renovated the inside. What if you... What if you're leaving for a vacation and you went to flip off the breakers that, that ran the hot water, hot water heater so that you could save money, not heating hot water that you didn't need? And instead, you mistakenly put the breaker for the refrigerator. You leave for two weeks. And when you return, you go to the refrigerator doors and open them to find everything spoiled and rotting. The smell rises up into your face and it becomes, it becomes a moving experience. Straight to the bathroom. Sorry, Don. So you decide to fix the problem. You clean the outside of the refrigerator with 409 and polish it up real nice. Since the outside is cleaned and the inside is clean, right? No. So, <laughs> so you, figure, you figure that your refrigerator needs to feel good about itself and get happy. So you, you throw it a party. You invite over all the other appliances and, and they all have a, a great time. The toaster is burning up the dance floor. Everybody is laughing at the range because the refrigerator from next door is giving him the cold shoulder. And everybody loves the blender because he is mixing so well with the rest of the crowd. Come on, guys. You figure that you should do it right. No. Why? Because we can't start cleaning the outside with the hopes that, we, that the inside will suddenly become clean. It has to begin on the inside and work its way out. We can, we can try to control the outside. But unless your life and heart are turned over to Christ, then you are putting on a show the approval of men. Your integrity is not only shallow, it is false. From 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2 and 3, you yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everybody. You show that you are, you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry written not with the ink, but with the spirit of the living God, 
not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Integrity starts in the heart. I'm a poet and didn't know it. Heart that is fully controlled by God. Once you have examined your heart, then you need to examine your actions. If you need to examine your integrity, then live truthfully. Scientists now say that a series of, of slits, not a giant gash, sank Titanic. The opulent 900-foot cruise ship sank in 1912 on its first voyage from England to New York. 1,500 people died in the worst maritime disaster of the time. The most widely held theory was that the ship hit an iceberg, which opened a huge gash in the side of the liner. But an international team of divers and scientists recently used sound waves to probe the wreckage buried in the mud under two and a half miles of water. Their discovery? The damage was surprisingly small. Instead of the huge gash, they found six relatively narrow slits uh, across the six watertight holes. Small damage, invisible to most, and sink not only a great ship, but a great reputation. Invisible secrets. Things that we do, we do in the dark. Things that we do, that we do in the dark that no one else can see. We are not truthful with ourselves and with God about those issues in our lives, then our integrity will be destroyed. According to the people who were viewing Jesus, they knew that he was teaching and living according to the truth of God. He was not living a lie. Jesus cared more about his, what his father wanted than what other people expected. There are two thoughts in this portion of scripture. Number one, live by the truth of God's word. From Hebrews chapter 4, verse, four uh, verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before, him, before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. God's word is the truth in which we live, and it's also the judgment used against us. Our integrity is directly linked to God's word. And when we don't live by it, integrity is being judged. It is in question by God. Nothing we do is in the secret of, in, in secret of God. God sees it all. Our integrity is based on how we live out scripture in our lives. And when the word of God is living and active in our lives, our integrity will be intact. And number two, we should only live to please God. We aren't swayed by men, and we shouldn't care what they think about us. It's a tough one. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. When you fast, you do not look somber, as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces, to show men that they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put an oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret will reward you. See, if we are living a life of integrity, it should not be based on what others think you are doing or not doing. I have to be honest here and, and ask you to, to hold me accountable. I struggle with this part in a big way. I want people to know that I am working for Christ. I hate it when people jokingly say that preachers don't work. I will get pretty defensive when that issue arises. I don't log my hours down in my day timer or anything like that, but anyone close to me and to this church knows the hours I log. 
but according to God, what others say or think about my time and working for Christ is not important. My integrity is not based on what you people think about me. It is based on what God knows about me. Your integrity is not found in those who boast about their prayer time or their tithes or how many years they've been in Sunday school without missing. You shouldn't care whether or not you get recognition. Even without recognition from, from those in this world, a person with integrity will do all that anyway because their heart is prepared by God through the word of his truth. Kind of like how they say, uh, pray, when you pray, go to your bedroom and into your closet and shut the door. A couple of reasons for that, right? You know, nobody else needs to know you're praying. This is a conversation between you and God. It's not anybody, anybody else's business. And just because you're praying, you don't need to get recognition from the rest of the people saying, oh, look, he's praying. Oh, look, look how sweet. Oh, look, he's praying. Good, good Christian. It doesn't matter what they think. What matters is what he thinks. Right? Okay. This afternoon, if you want true integrity, start living for God. Lay bare your heart for God to mold and live according to his standards for your life at all times. It does not matter who notices or doesn't notice. God, the only one that we need to notice, God notices. Again, God notices. Amen. It is time for everybody's favorite part of the service. That's right, the announcements. Short and sweet. We're moving through this pretty quick, okay? All right. We're moving through it pretty quick. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. You got a special prayer that's going to be the email address you're going to want, folks. Very simple. You can remain anonymous and give us your name. We do pray every day here at Dallas Universal Life Church. You can ask that your prayers be said during our daily, daily prayers of intercession or during our prayers of the faithful on Sunday here with the entire congregation. Now, you can go to pray at DallasFieldC.com. It's the email address, pray at DallasFieldC.com, or simply go to DallasFieldC.com and click on the prayer request button. Thank and I do want to say, sorry to interrupt. Perfect, right ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're glad you're back. You know, you can't make a difference. We are a church of all volunteers. Nobody here takes a salary, not even myself. And uh, the only way we make it is through the tithing of our community here and through donations from people out there in YouTube land and, and, Yaha and uh, podcast field and in the world. And we could really use your help. I mean, uh, it's tough running a church. I mean, I have to be, this is one of the hardest things I have to do is, is ask for money for the church. But I know it's a necessity. And it's tough running a church. I, you know, the, people don't realize what all goes into it. It's not just candles and, and linens. There's, you know, everything. There's, there's electricity. There's computers. There's cameras. There's, you know, internet time. All these things we have to put together that add up and add up and add up. And we really could use help. The only way we keep our doors open is through tithing and through donations. So if you believe in this message of, of an all-inclusive, all-loving, all-forgiving God who exemplifies what the true meaning of Christianity is, which I think has been lost in this world. 
consider making a donation to Dallas Lutheran Life Church. That's what we're teaching. We're teaching about what true Christianity really is and what it's meant to be. And that message is so important that we have, most of us here have given so much of our lives for that. We've given up a lot of time and, and, and our, our talents and, and our abilities here. And I, and I appreciate all of it. I do. And, and I'm sure it will make a difference. Some lives, I hope. I hope. So, consider making donations to DallasULC.com because it's the hardest thing I have to do. Here we go. Go to DallasULC.com and click on donate. We are a, not, not a, a, a 501c3 tax deductible, or no, sorry, let me play again. We are a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. So, all of your donations to us are tax deductible. That's great when you've got tax time coming up in early next year. Please consider making a donation. We could really use your help. DallasULC.com and click on donate. Now, every time I talk about this, every time I talk about, are we on your video yet? Every time I talk about money like this, <laughs> I get somebody in the crowd going, Bishop, Bishop, hey, you know, look, I, I love the church. I love what you're doing here, but, you know, uh, this tithing thing, this money, I, I, I don't know how many, I don't, I'm broke. And I say, you know what, guess what? I'm broke too. And I am. <laughs> but you just do what I do. You do what all of us do. You come and volunteer. Come and give us your time. Your time is your money. And there's never enough hours here to get everything done. There's always something left undone. And I hate that. I want to get everything done at least one day, you know. Come in and volunteer. Go to DallasFLC.com. Click on the button for volunteer. There you'll see a list of the volunteer positions we have available. If you don't like something there, please come on in anyway. I guarantee we'll find something for you to do. I promise you there's work here to be done, and we can always use the help. Or you can always just come and see me at any time, and I'll do the work. Okay. All right. Did you know we had two podcasts? Now, if you didn't know we had two podcasts, I don't know what rock you've been sleeping under. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to go through this quickly. Your path of Bishop Mark, that's our, 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 been around for almost seven years now. That's our, uh, our sermon, our gospel, and our sermon, okay? Any special events we have. Sometimes you get a full, a full service on there, which is kind of nice. It's just a lot of editing for me. Okay? The other one is, is, our, is uh, what I call the TikTok of, of our podcast. It's gets a very short uh, little clips. It's called Life Lessons with Bishop Mark. Uh, that's our, in its first season, and it's doing well. Um, I, I've, I need to put some more on there. I'm looking for them, I'm trying to find the nice, the right ones I want to use. So bear with me. It's getting there. It's getting there. So how do you check those out? It's very simple, folks. The names tell you it all. Go do a search. You say your search engine, type in your path of Bishop Mark, or type in life lessons with Bishop Mark, and I guarantee you'll find us. Also on the back of your program here, folks, you'll see a lot of a list of a lot of the uh, providers who, who put us out there for free. Where they 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 put our our, our uh, podcasts on their services for free for everybody out there in the world. Now, of course, you can always go to Alexa and say. Alexa, play your path, okay? And it'll bring up your path with Bishop Mark. All right, moving on. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, complaints. Very simple. You got one of those? You need one of these. That's an email address, feedback at dallascoc.com. We take each and, one of the, each and every one of those very seriously, and we like to hear from you. You can go to dallascoc.com and click on Contact Us as well, and that's another way just to get in touch with us and give us a compliment, concern, suggestion, complaint. We want to hear from you, folks. How many seconds was that video? Why was it 20 seconds long? That is the exact time to kill all bacteria. 
but viruses. Viruses is what we're talking about here. Okay. And it's the it's the minimum amount of time. Oh. Okay. Come on now. It's the minimum amount of time it takes to kill those viruses, like coronavirus, on your hands. I'm talking to you about your day. Okay. Go here. Do this. Right. You got periods like this, right? You know, here you sign them in, right? Okay. You're over here at the altar. You need to get the communion, right? Now, get your hands now. You know, you sit down and you go. Mm. Now, if the person came out of the bathroom last, came to open this doorknob and didn't wash their hands beforehand, you've now brought their their filth, yeah. their filth into your mouth and into your body, and that can carry carry those viruses. It happens every single day. Please, folks, wash your hands. If you pet the dog, wash your hands. If you go to the bathroom, wash your hands. If you eat, wash your hands before and after. If you scratch your ass, wash your hands. It's that simple. Wash your hands. It saves lives. It saves your life. Coronavirus isn't a joke. It's still around, folks. It's, it's, it's the rising numbers are back again. Um, that's what we have been instituted here back in the church. A no contact policy again because we have to to protect others around us and ourselves. Okay? So please, wash your hands. It's that simple. Don't get vaccinated. The, the new vaccine is out. There's another vaccine out. There's another, another person, a version of it. Please go get the next level of vaccines. Okay? All right. I'm so tired of that of, of doing this, that one. I want it to be over. I don't know everybody does, but it lingers on. Okay. Come on, Mike. Hello. What's that? I'm sure you do. Okay, this is a little pa The computer, again, is starting to, yeah, well, okay. It's also Pastor Appreciation Month. We have one more week of Pastor Appreciation Month. I thank you all for a beautiful month. It's, it's been very nice. I appreciate the well wishes. John gave this beautiful clock up here for, for Pastor Appreciation Month, and I, I adore it. And, and I'm just not getting it to the, it's, a, it's the right timing. So it's, I love it. Um, it's very, that clock is very, very neat. I love that clock. Yes, thank you. It was very, very nice. I messed it up. <laughs> So that brings us on to moving on. Again, thank you. Past appreciation months. It's been wonderful. Now, coming up next month. Coming up when? Coming up in how many days? Four days. No, no. Look again. Fourteen days is what? Gavin, what is it? Let's look. Read the screen, Gavin. Read the screen. I'm sure. Smart ass. <laughs> 14 days. We have Dwalton Alzheimer's. Uh, of course, you know, William and I are on the planning committee of, of the Dwalton Alzheimer's. So we need y'all to really, you know, y'all are, y'all, come on now. We're, we're the only team out there, I think, that has two people on the planning committee. So they're going to be looking to us. This is our ninth year to go. Let me tell you something. We went to a meeting up at the uh, their offices uh, last week. Um, we were getting close, so we had to come to final meetings. We sat down. And we started talking about, you know, tenure and whatnot. And I said to mention that this was our ninth year to be doing this this walk. Do you realize that we, as far as the walk goes, have more experience than most of the staff there at Walking into Alzheimer's, and then most of the most of the teams out there aren't, aren't there that long as I as well. Now that being said, I hope this is our last year. I, I don't want to do this anymore because I, I want this disease to stop. And the only way that we can stop doing this walk is when the disease stops. That being said, please get out and get some money. It's great that we're doing the recognition and getting the, getting the, the idea of, of people understanding what this disease is, but the whole idea is here to get a cure. We need you to fundraise, please. When you get a fundraise, when you get somebody who's willing to fundraise, you go to DallasCLC.com, click on the Alzheimer's button. It'll take you to the page. It's all just walk right through it right there. You put them on your name or the team name, whatever you want to do. 
Also, if you find someone that wants to walk, same link. LCOC.com, click on the Alzheimer's button. It's so simple, folks. Please fundraise. Please. Please. We already have our shirts. William and I already got our shirts for the, for the we, we get over the $100 mark. You get a shirt. That's nice. Okay. Come on. Come with us. Let's go. Oh, you can do that too, which is nice. Share the actual page, your actual page to them, and if they donate to it, put it on Facebook. If they donate to it, it goes to your name and to our team. Okay? Great. We hope, we hope to see you there. We hope so. It'll have to be 13, have to be 13 days, because you know what? Because that, that, Don't forget, the Friday before, the Friday before is a sleepover, because we are volunteers. We do volunteer at the race. And it starts early at the race, the walk. Um, so we leave here usually between 4 and 4 30 in the morning. So look, I don't expect people to show up here sometimes. You can oversleep and do other things. You're not going to do that here. All right, we'll make sure you're up and going. All right. So yeah, so we'll sleep over the Friday night before. Then we do the walk on Saturday, which is lovely. And then we all go home. And then we all come back Sunday for a lovely church service on Sunday to close out the weekend. Okay. It's a good weekend. It's a lot of fun. Beginning of November, we're getting ready to have the holidays. It's kind of just that. That, that guide into that, that, that gateway into the holidays and the beautiful seasons coming up. Okay, all right. Thanksgiving's coming up, folks. I'm telling you, if that means right, what does that mean? Uh, Bishop's potluck. That's just a little sneak preview. Okay, all right. Let's rise for Let's rise for dismissal. <laughs> we will. We will. <laughs>